Welcome to the Out and Back Travel Podcast. This is the podcast for advice and inspiration for planning trips to theme park attractions all around the world. My name is Stu and I'm addicted to Ryanair flights. Hello, I'm Matt and because Stu's invited me on the podcast, it meant I didn't have to go to the gym. Way Good times. Very happy. Who needs a gym when you could just <laughs> eat chocolate and stay at home and cry? <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan. Yeah. Brilliant. Welcome, everyone. This is obviously a new podcast. This is a bit of a pilot episode. We're just trying to kind of feel our way with it. So if you have any ideas for content or things you'd like us to cover, please do let us know in the comments below, just because this is about you guys. We're doing this for you. Let us know what you'd like to know. We're here to help. <laughs> do you know what's really weird? I've known you for 10 plus years. And when you started speaking, my brain went, oh, it's Stu from Out and Back Travel. <laughs> <laughs> Known yeah. <laughs> oh Matt, how long have we been friends? Like, I think when did you start at Towers? Two thousand and nine. So uh, like thirty years. Over ten, wow. Yeah. Obviously, the weird thing for me is referring to you as Matt because obviously in our friendship circle we call you by your surname, which <laughs> obviously won't reveal just in case anyone wants to stalk you or anything like that. So we should Please maybe thought of like a <laughs> maybe we need the stage names. What would your okay. stage name be? Oh. That is a tough question. I don't know. My my uh, my cringy email address for ages was Matt Oblivion, so I'll take that for now. <laughs> Matt Oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? I feel I need the alliteration because I've got alliteration in my name, so um, I have to begin with S. I think Stu Steele. It sounds like a porn star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this part of the show, or are we? Just... I guess it is now. Yeah. <laughs> Got to pitch it to uh, investors, but we'll see yeah. how we do. <laughs> I think everyone is out at this point. <laughs> so, oh, what's your favourite coaster, Matt? It's got to be, and it still has been for years, Taron at Fantasyland. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Because it's just, I know I haven't, I know I haven't travelled to enough theme parks to make a like a worthy judgement. I think but... Taron's pretty well respected in the community and it's it's a good, uh, it's an accepted number one. I don't think you're going to be like chased through the village with pitchforks and saying, <laughs> Taron's your favourite coaster. So like some people would, if you, you said, oh, it's Furious Bacco or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I thought, I thought Fly was going to beat it, um, but it didn't. Fly's really good. Um, I think the theming is really impressive and the whole the whole area it's kind of plus one against Terran's but in terms of like the roller coaster I still think Terran Terran beats it yeah I think that's a fair point obviously the the whole area in the immersion is absolutely spectacular it's not a bad ride it's a good ride the position is quite weird it's not as comfortable as the B&M flying coasters it's still a you're kind of almost made to face down and I think on a flying coaster you kind of want to look ahead that's what's kind of weird about it for me. Yeah, I found I found that the restraints hurt a little bit, especially with all the kind of transitions it's doing, and it's got a lot going on. It was it was a bit uncomfortable. <laughs> it didn't help as well as we had about a five year anticipation build up, didn't we? <laughs> <Yeah. 'Cause> we... <laughs> They're building fly before Taran, weren't they? Did they start like about twenty years ago? <laughs> yeah, wasn't it one of the inversions that you could see by um, almost on like the main main street? You could see yeah. for years. What's your um? What's your number one? Uh, it's Velocicoaster. I'm such a fanboy for saying this. I'm disappointed with myself that it's not more edgy or, or controversial, but um, I just love Velocicoaster. It, 
it really is good and it really I was so scared going on it like is it actually going to live up to the hype but it does and obviously I talk a lot on the channel about managing expectations so and it's important to manage your expectation I guess when you're going into a new theme park that you don't over hyper coaster so you don't get disappointed but Velocicoaster coaster was really really good the airtime is insane it just tries to eat you out the train in all different angles and that's quite kind of cool and obviously it gets faster and faster towards the end of the ride which is obviously the opposite to most of the coasters so it's it's pretty special yeah i must admit it's it's on my uh, must run to list this <laughs> time september Velocicoaster had so much hype around it at the time, and then you've since ridden it, and it lives up to all the hype. What's what's the one roller coaster that you've ridden that had so much hype, and you got there, and it was just no way near? Oh, that's a tricky one. Oh, it's really hard. What's a case of? I try and find, you know, especially as I've, I've got older, I'm just trying to find the positives and everything, and not not be too Debbie Downer about things because I'm, you know, by default, I'm quite a miserable, cynical old bastard. So. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to be positive and spread the love. That's my mission in life. Um, I guess Behemoth at Canada's Wonderland. It, everyone always kind of gives that ride really good reviews. I mean, on paper, it looks great. It's a big city yellow BLM that's giant and just goes up and down like beside the water. Trimmed like quite hard, so it didn't give any airtime at all. And we rode it over two days. And it just was the same on both days. So it was quite disappointing. So often hear people going oh my god it's so amazing but it might be because they've got like head trauma from the slc there it's quite a, <laughs> a, a bad it's probably the worst ride i had been on is the slc in that park and the valair i mean the next to each other it's the right pair of uh bugs but literally the slc it was like getting punched in the head like against <laughs> the restraint as you go it rattles so much it's really bad that's the worst ride i've been on i don't know what's your worst case there I could definitely pick a worse coaster in terms of one that's had hype and then it's been terrible. I, I'm I'm a bit stuck. I'd say ooh, worst worst coasters up there would probably be Hero, just because it's <laughs> just because it's Hero. Going on Hero though, were you surprised by how you know it wasn't as bad as people make out? Like was it kind of over, did people overhype the roughness? Because yeah, that was kind of like the opposite of good hype. I'd sort of I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd, like, I was I wasn't so bad. Hero. <laughs> sat in the lying down position clinging on for dear life like braced to be punched in the face basically and it, I mean, it wasn't that bad <laughs> when you have to climb a stepladder to get into a roller coaster you know it's not off to a good start <laughs> I mean the car is like being inside a Breville sandwich toaster it's quite uh, something but actually I find Hero okay especially if you can ride it in the morning before it warms up or in the, a colder month it's not too bad if I had the choice of a Valero or an SLC I think I would probably take the Valera, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was that? What was the... Uh, it's not a Vacoma SLC. What's Tornado? Is it the Intamin one? In... Uh, part of the attractions in Madrid. Yeah, Madrid. Yeah, yeah that, that was rough. It'd be really good for you guys listening out there to let us know in the comments what rides haven't lived up to the hype or what rides have lived up to the hype. Get involved and we'll maybe read them out in the next show. So, Matt, what was the first trip you ever kind of went on? Say it was probably... Europa Park when Ooh. we went in 2010 I believe oh nice classic classic oh. uh cheeky oh. day trip to Europa Park as you do <laughs> <laughs> although I did have a uh, I did have a family trip to Port Ventura before that 
and I, I distinctly remember falling out with my family because they wanted to go to Barcelona for the day, and, <laughs> and I couldn't work out why we'd why we'd not just spend all seven days in Portaventura. So I stayed on my own. <laughs> oh no! Did you really? <laughs> yeah, they went to Barcelona, and I stayed in the hotel and went on park. Yeah. How how old were you? I must have been sort of at least 16, 17. Oh, okay. Maybe. So yeah, like, yeah, I was like 10. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I was, I, was, I was old enough to be there. But yeah, I think oh, that's no, when man. I knew I was an enthusiast. What's it like being, because all my family are coaster enthusiasts, so I didn't have a choice uh, growing up. In fact, actually, when we first went to California, I was nine. And um, Space Mountain made me cry. So then all the subsequent times my family went on it, including my younger brother, um, <laughs> they used to leave me on the side of the platform. Oh, no. <laughs> so I kind of had to like coasters. I was kind of peer pressured into it by my mum and dad. <laughs> and I take it you've been on it since. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it now. <laughs> Scarred for life. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I've got into coasters. I kind of like them now. <laughs> obviously <laughs> it's a bit it's a awkward good job, yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> be a very short podcast otherwise <laughs> it would be wouldn't it? Oh, what no. was your first trip it probably was the california trip luckily um my family went to california and we did san francisco and los angeles i've always been into planning kind of holidays and stuff so first roller coaster trip um we planned was to the east coast in 2002 and um i had a dvd which was america's greatest roller coaster frills it was showing like all the kind of new rides that appeared around 2000. So it was places like Hershey Park, Bush Gardens, Williamsburg and Six Flags Great Adventure. Back in those days, there was no internet, so no sat-navs. So I remember I had to print the maps out like almost turn by turn and have like pages and pages of books of like driving directions to try and like <laughs> tell my mum and use an atlas and stuff. That was uh, obviously quite analog compared to a uh, trip planning these days i guess you certainly put my first trip to shame i uh, what did, <laughs> what did i ever i think dragon calm was probably the the top tier of, of mine. <laughs> it's pretty ballsy though to go no i'm not going to i'm not going to do any culture i'm just gonna stay here by myself <laughs> It just it just didn't make any sense to me. I was like, well, we've, got, we, we, we've got all these roller coasters here. Why would we go anywhere else? <laughs> Why would you leave? Yeah, definitely. That's the point. We've we've got seven day tickets. Let's use them. <laughs> I'm sure everyone can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Well then, what's been going on in the world of theme parks lately? Obviously, two big closures here in the UK. So Nemesis, uh, firstly, has closed for a lengthy refurbishment, which will see most of the track from the top of the lift all the way back to the final brake run completely replaced. So what are your thoughts on that, Matt? It's going to be really weird walking into Forbidden Valley and like still hearing the roar, but hearing the roar dampened by sand. I think that's <laughs> gonna, it's going to be a really strange kind of change to get used to. Um, yeah. But I can't, I can't wait for opening day. Definitely. I think, uh, obviously, it is amazing that uh, Mellon have made the commitment to completely rebuild the ride. And obviously, hopefully, this means it will keep going for another 30 years at least. So I think on the whole, it's positive. And yes, there might be some sand in the track, but I'm sure it will still make a noise. And I'm sure the people on the ride will still make noise. So I think overall, it's positive. If Nemesis reopening clashes with exodus opening <laughs> where, where are you going 
Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Space, Nemesis old news. It's not even a new cred, <laughs> is it? And please don't count it. It's not a new cred. <laughs> I kind of need as many creds as I can get. I, can't... <laughs> I only recently found out you can't count discos. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely can't count discos. If you're listening to this podcast and you can't discos, unsubscribe yourself. You're, you're banned. Yeah, we, we need a poll. <laughs> yeah. vote, vote now. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let's know in the comments. Is a disco a credit? You know, I don't know. Yes. No, absolutely not. <laughs> even, even when it's got a hump, no. But then there's a company uh, called Res, um, Rides Engineering Switzerland, that offer like a disco coaster that goes around a corner. Have you seen that? No. I have a Google search for it at home. It's it's quite funky. So yeah, just imagine a, a disco going for a little saunter around a corner and yeah, that's pretty much what it is it looks quite interesting It'd be nice to see one get built is it worth them building it though if it's not going to be a cred <laughs> no absolutely not well, maybe that counts because you're going somewhere i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't make the rules <laughs> pumping all that money into it spending months of planning i need to find out it's not a credit <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a nice <laughs> I don't get why the roller coaster database has declassified the water coaster at Plopsaland, but clearly it's a super splash like all the others. Yeah, you know, they're like, yeah, that's not a cred. Off it comes. Is um the super splash at Europa Park? Is that a cred? That's a cred. That's on there. It's official. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? That's I weird. think it counts. Yeah, you I mean it's a one drop wonder, isn't it? But yeah, but it's got a hum. Oh my god, it's like the disco. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're onto something, Matt. Maybe you're onto something. <laughs> there's, there's so many grey areas. I can't keep <laughs> up. <laughs> what did you make of the apocalypse demolition? It's sad, isn't it, Matt? It's sad. Did you see the photos of the tower uh, leaving on the back of a truck? Yeah, it's sad. I don't know if I can talk about it. <laughs> Obviously, I guess Stratton Manor is quite a local park to yourself. It's not far from your house, is it? Your childhood home. So, did you go a lot as a kid? Yeah, but but same again because my family weren't really into theme parks. We, it it was rare. <laughs> yeah, you had to go by yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they were in Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <sighs> Yeah, no, I think I think it's a real shame. I'm sure the Looping Group have got some big plans and it's going to, you know, what they've done with the Vikings area is incredible. So It looks I'm great, sure. doesn't it? I'm not being myself this year, but I think they're off to a really promising start. It's, um, it's a really good area. It's it's well-themed. They've got a good selection of rides. Um, they've got a cred in the disco. And, uh... <laughs> Controversially. <laughs> I guess the Powered Coast is even controversial, if you count that or not. Yeah. So some people are quite strict on whether a powered coaster counts and obviously the what was the buffalo coaster has been rethemed as part of the viking area and i'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the name <laughs> yeah I, I can never get that new name right uh so i've got to that age now i just call everything by its old names like so that's the <laughs> buffalo coaster and uh you know <laughs> i still call williams world and Orton towers like cred street i can't yeah. move on <laughs> <laughs> back in our day <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what they what they come up with what what do you think they might put in in place of it i think they've been hinting strongly that it's going to be a roller coaster and obviously we saw a sexy little planning document kind of leak that uh, had a bit of a medium-term development plan for Drayton manor that said there would be a a roller coaster around 2024 and um, so that sounds interesting doesn't it 
yeah, be interesting to see what it is because I guess um, Pandemonium's gone as well. So yeah, there, there is space there, isn't there? Yeah, if that also coincides with Exodus and uh, and the <laughs> Nemesis reopening, that's going to be a very tough choice. <laughs> yeah, I think 2024 is going to definitely be an interesting year for roller coasters in the UK. It's great that there's so much investment happening in these parks and we can all get excited again, like the olden days, <laughs> yeah. what the parks are doing. And also it's great that we don't know what they're doing. It's kind of nice and refreshing to kind of be in the dark about what's going on. Yeah, I guess the, the last time we had something similar to this was the year of Icon and Wicker Man, wasn't it? No one was excited about Icon, Matt. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I was till I rode it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so much hate now. <laughs> Icon's perfectly fine. They could just do with being a couple of miles an hour faster on those launches, I think, to, you know get the riders out of the comas they're in while we're on it so yeah. <laughs> there we go that's blackpool <laughs> yeah moving swiftly on <laughs> oh, i was hoping you were going to say that the photos of puppets were a challenging wank <laughs> <laughs> as you told me in your pre-chat <laughs> cut, cut that fit yeah let's <laughs> <laughs> stay in <laughs> So it's November here, the nights are longer, the temperature is dropping as we plunge into winter. How can we warm our hearts with that fix of adrenaline? Well, luckily, many parks in Europe are now opening for winter events. And one of the longest kind of running winter events is the Winter Trauma at Fantasialand. And Matt, you've been a couple of times, haven't you? Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic event. Um, the atmosphere at, at Fantasialand is amazing anyway. Um, but just having that added, what's the word? atmosphere with all the christmas stuff and the uh, the night rides and stuff like that it's it's a really impressive and well thought out event <laughs> the only thing that surprised me the first time i went is all the open fire pits they've got there because <laughs> it just sort of you know kind of like having something like that in the uk would be a bit oh, brilliant a bit of a surprise but <laughs> so because our listeners don't know matt's job he actually works in like health and safety so that's uh where Matt's uh, seeing those risk assessments <laughs> as he's looking at things in real life. <laughs> Have a vacation, Matt, you're on holiday, enjoy the fire, embrace those open flames, what can happen? Child can burn, it'll be fine, don't worry about it. I do try and just switch off, but it never happens, <laughs> like, I just can't do it. But oh, yeah, no. it's, a, it's a really, really well thought out event. Um, if you go in, make sure you wrap it warm, because it's especially Taron at that speed in that weather. <laughs> Is, is very, very cold. But no, I'd, I'd certainly like to go again in the future. Definitely. Well, obviously, as we've said, realistically, all the rides, apart from the rapids, are open this year, um, including the Chip-Ass Log Flume. I mean, this is absolutely bananas. Um, I've got an extract from the website here, which is quite interesting. So it's a water ride in the winter, definitely. <laughs> and for the first time, even after dark, experience a unique adventure of Chiapas in the winter and celebrate a cheerful winter party in the colourful Tempo di Fiesta before the worldwide steepest drop on a water ride sends you whizzing into the middle of a cosy glow of Mexico. Yep, the middle of a cosy glow of a hypothermic coma. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it Chiapas that they can um, rise and lower the trough so you don't get splashed as much? Yeah, I think it must be that. I'm, I'm not sure... 100% but it would make sense Intamin can definitely do that with a water ride yeah because I'm sure 
I'm sure I went on it in the winter on one of the trips and it, it wasn't, it was nowhere near as, as wet as you get on it normally. What are the prices and flights and stuff like this year? I've not looked. It's looking really good. It's really affordable. So they've been doing a massive sale on the winter event. Now the prices for November and December have gone back up to normal levels. So it's 57 euros for a ticket. But there's still some absolute bargains if you go towards the end of January. So this event runs until January the 29th. There are some days where it's not on. Obviously, always check the official website for opening times before booking anything. Um, I'd put a little trip together to see how much it would cost. And um, if me and Matt get lucky on the lottery this week, maybe we'll go. <laughs> so looking at two sharing, um, going on the Wednesday, the 18th of January, and coming back on Thursday, the 19th of January. So a quick two-dayer. Nice and cheeky. The flight with our good old friends Ryanair is £29. And these prices are all per person. So a car hire with Alamo for two sharing the car works out at £29.70. So again, if you can have a group of three or four people sharing that car, it's going to make it even cheaper. If you stay in the good old Ibis Hotel in Cologne, you can get it for 30 quid a night. And the tickets are £24 per day, which is absolutely unbelievable. To go to Fantasyland for 24 I said pounds for 24 euros <laughs> um, is a complete bargain. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I've never known it this cheap. It's absolutely crazy. No, so it's that, an absolute steal, really. All that added up comes to 136 pounds, 70 pounds, which is completely amazing for a, a cheeky two-day trip. And the flight times are pretty good as well. Like you get in at half nine in the morning and you're leaving at seven at night, so you can still do quite a good chunk of the second day before you have to get to the airport. So it's pretty good. Uh, if you were balling and you wanted to stay on site, uh, you can get Ling Bayo Hotel for a £69 upgrade. So that comes up at just over £206 per person. Oh, that's, that's Even that's not too bad, is it, really? For what yeah, you're getting? definitely. Uh, Montamba Hotel is £2.50 cheaper, but pay the £2.50 and have a swimming pool. I think that's uh, yeah. my advice for that. <laughs> when when the price difference is that little, go for it. <laughs> is it indoor swimming or outdoor? It's one of it's a, all the German kind of theme park hotels have this. We've got like a little tiny indoor pool and it goes to a much bigger outside pool. And it's oh. it's usually open all year round anyway. So you just go outside and freeze your, your nips off. Um, <laughs> keep everything below the waterline warm, I guess. I'm not sure what their textile policy is on their spa area, Matt. So I know we've, <laughs> <laughs> we're well aware of the uh, the textile policy Europa Park spa areas. Strictly no towels. <laughs> strictly no towels. <laughs> and one day we will tell that story. But that's for another day. <laughs> the, the lady that works at Europa Park spa that loves to harass me and check that I'm completely naked in the spa. <laughs> Tune in next week. Tune in next week to, to hear me giving evidence at the European Court of Human Rights. <laughs> thank you so much, Matt, for being my co-pilot on this flight. <laughs> no, thank you for having me. Thank you guys for listening. This is obviously our first outing on the podcast. Do let us know what you'd like to hear from the podcast. If you have any questions, any ideas that you'd like us to cover, please let us know. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I'm trying to sign off, but I've got no idea what to say. But of course, I've got to get to my catchphrase at some point, which of course is stay safe on the way I'm back and we'll see you next time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. No worries. Trans-